Action Needed, a D&D podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Help Action Needed, a D&D podcast. Uh, before we get into today's session, I just wanted to give you a quick review of what all has happened in our story so far. In the episodes prior, our crew went and met with Miss Dolly O'Toole, captain of the Dolly O'Toole, and was given a, one of her crewmates, Midge, to join them. Midge had given our heroes a tour around the city, showing them the vault tavern and the gambling hall where they spent a lot of time after getting a note from Loran explaining to them that they could find a way to seek out more information there. While in the hall, they discovered some information on what has been going down, leading to hits taken out on people, as well as some information that they gathered that they wanted to ask more about town. And that is where we'll pick up on our episode of Help Action Needed. Hello, this is Kate Pizarchik Johnson, and I'm playing Nori. Hello, this is Dan Johnson, and I play Cass. Howdy, this is Julie Perez, and I play Frog. Uh, So, a little character recap for us. You all would have just discovered the plans of... Well, not the plans, but the method in which people are able to put a hit into the Assassin Society. Um, And you all exited the tavern... Not the tavern. You exited the, uh, the gambling hall to kind of come up with next steps... So we're rejoining our characters as they are leaving the gambling center. And for our information, about what time is it? Uh, It'd be around noon. Perfect. Um, So then taking a gander around us, making sure that we're in more of a secluded area, or like people going back and forth aren't really paying attention to us, I'll look over at Frog her little nod of acknowledgement, kind of understanding that she was able to perceive most, if not all, of the information I was able to. Then I'll look over at Cass and kind of just observe what he's doing. And Cass, what is your reaction to being outside? Why did we leave? And with that information, I'll kind of look at him and say, Oh, so you weren't able to perceive clearly what Frog and I were able to see. So let me tell you really quick. We've been able to gather that the four people sitting at the table, they're the ones wanting the hit on someone else. In order to get that hit, they have to then win coins that they slip a little tiny piece of paper into. Once they have the 10 coins, they take it back to the teller. The teller takes out the pieces of paper and gives them back their gold that they have won, or the silver pieces. So, in theory, the players know a little bit of what's going on, but the dealer and the teller kind of know more. Frog, am I getting all of that correctly? Yeah, that's what I noticed. Hopefully Midge is also hearing this, too. And like, yeah, as you told Midge, Midge is traveling with you. Um, Midge is just kind of living Midge's life. But yeah, Midge is, <laughs> Midge is in. So, based on that information, what are we feeling like we need? Um, would we also know, like, general time we think that this would get busier? Just from 
conversations. Yeah, you have a feeling that, like, if it's noon now, by one o'clock, it'll be, like, people will all be here so that, like, morning chores will be done. They'll have gone to gamble, and then at night is when they'll go to the tavern. Um, so you have about an hour until it would be not at capacity, but would be populated. But it seems like we probably have an hour before a lot more people start coming in. What are we feeling like is going to be the best next step? Ugh thinks that we need more information about Draken to keep an eye out for him this afternoon once the gambling hall gets more populated. I think that's a great idea. I also wonder but I think it would benefit us rather for one or two of us to stay here and just kind of continue to observe as much. Maybe not necessarily see more of that table, but kind of just see if we can see more about the inside. I mean, we also have been forgetting about poor little Quizzle. Quizzle could probably help us out a little bit. So maybe Cass, if you're okay, I know. It's just so hard to spend time with a uh, little Nori, but hang out with me here while Midge and Frog try and get more information from Dolly and have perceive any of those things. I know we're all jumping at the bit to be able to try and hang out with Nori, but like if you guys could maybe pretend you like me a little bit more, that would be great. Thanks, Cass. After hearing this, Cass just mimics Nori's voice. You guys could try to find me, and then back. Fine, I'll stay with you. That's fine. Frog, are you good going with Midge back to the ship potentially and trying to force out some information there? Yeah. Frog is ready to go and asks Midge to come with her. Yeah, Midge. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd I'd be glad to go with he. Um, we could, if if uh the information that Miss Nori just shared with us is is correct and true, I think Captain Dolly might even be interested in what is being said and might join you. Um, if it would not put us at a direct threat, as in us as the crew, not us as you all. You are probably considered by her honorary crew right now as she is paying you to complete a task but you're not real crew and I, I I don't know where she'd rank you but yeah I'll go with and before before you leave um, Midge I just got you a little something and I'm going to take out a little flower bouquet that I've been trying to make over the past like 12, yeah, 12 hours since we got to base camp last night and picked up little flowers or little trinkets I saw along the way and I'm going to hand it to her and say thank you so much for your help just in case, you know, Dolly decides to have you stay back. We really appreciate all that you've done for us. I try and like do a little twinkle in my eye for her. Yeah, I'm not going to make you roll a check on that because I don't want it to not succeed. Um, yeah, she takes it and you can see that like she's not crying but you see like little tears starting to well up and she goes, it's, it's, it's just so nice. This town is, uh, it, it has good people, and it has good folk, but it doesn't have the same niceties as, as we did back home. And to see someone with some good old halfling hospitality here, that's not just me. It, it brings a tear to my eye. Thank you, miss. Anytime. I know how hard it is to be away from home. So any little bit that I can give you, you definitely deserve it. Thanks for all of your help, Midge. 
Okay, and then, uh, Augur, you and Midge gonna set off? Yeah. Okay, we'll start with the people here in, uh, this part of town as you guys are walking, and then we'll cut back to you. So, um, not Frog, uh, Nori and Cass, what are we, what are we up to? Okay, as Frog and Midge are walking away, and as long as they're not within earshot, I'm gonna dart my eyes back to Cass. And be like, so what should we do next? Is this just what we're going to try and do anyway? <laughs> Imitate each other's voice? Just looking down at her, uh, I'm just going to sort of motion her away from the building just a little bit, just so it's like we're not standing right in front, and just sort of get down on a knee so like I can whisper, and like it's very clear it's going directly to her, <clears throat> and be like, I apologize for my rudeness, but we've got to try to blend in. You've been doing great. Good job. But you said you wanted to go back in there for more information. You seem to have, can't believe I'm saying this, a better grasp on what's going on in there than I do. So, stop writing your book. If you have an idea of what you think would work best, I will follow your lead. Just tell me what you want me to do when we're in there. Because we can't talk all chummy chummy when we're in there. Well, wow, Cass, that was very, very kind of you. And I'm sorry for making fun of your voice. It's not a very, I wasn't trying to make fun of it. I was just trying to imitate it. But I will stop. I took a deep breath. I'll take another one. And I'll lower my personality a little bit, my little bit of a shine. Nori, focus. I would say that I, anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what I think we should do is we should try and send Quizzle and see if we can f perceive through Quizzle. Yeah, if there's like any rooms, any trap doors, Anything along those lines. If you stay out here, I'll go inside and I'll at least maybe see if there's traps. I know that might not be super helpful, but later into the evening or into the afternoon, it might be. For us at least to know that it's an okay trap, or not that any trap is okay, but what kind of trap we're going to be dealing with, even if I can't tell where. And see if I can just walk around. Is there a place inside to like eat and drink or is it only gambling? Um, there would be, like, a small concession stand, um, that would be serving, like, snacks and things, but, uh, this is kind of, like, the in-between days, like, most people are coming here after lunch before going to dinner, so it's not like there's a full menu or anything. Okay, then I will go to the concession, concession stand, grab some things, and I'll just kind of mosey my way and not making a balance in between... Not going too fast, but then not going too slow. So that way it doesn't draw attention to myself. How does that sound? That's fine. But you left out the part of what would you like me to do? I did say that you should stand Besides outside. Besides quit. Oh, you want me to stand outside? I mean, yeah. See if okay. you notice any different characters coming out that... And if I would need you to come out... Fine, I'll stay outside with you. No, you don't. No, no. 
If I need you to come outside from what you're doing, what would you like me to do? Have Quizzle come and get me. I'm, Cass just shakes his head and he's like, okay, that's fine. We will make this work. I will be out here. If for some reason you need help, do something that will get my attention and not cause a brawl in there. Hey, I think I can do that. And then we'll, I'll head inside. Okay. As she goes in way too confidently, Cass just lets out a sigh and is visibly nervous for what is going to happen. Okay. Cool. Dividing the party from two to three. Nori, we'll start with you then. Um, what do you do? As you, you said you go inside and you head to the concession. Are you just trying to blend in? Are you trying to get more information? What are you trying to do uh, as you look around? I will be walking in very stoically. No, not stoically. Not nonchalantly. However uh-huh. I need to to blend in. How about that? Okay. Yep. I'll just walk in and perceive if anyone takes like a huge notice or if it's just like, oh, another person. Mm-hmm. And then try and make my way to the concession stand, whatever the process is going to look like. Yeah, no one's going to really notice you. Um, wait one second. Yeah, no. The teller and uh, person, the teller and dealer you were just working with, re- rolled really poorly because they're really busy. Uh, so they don't notice that you like walked out and a minute later came right back in. So you just, and especially like, now that you're wearing like a duller attire, you are able to just walk in unimpeded in any really way. Okay. So yeah, I'll just end up kind of casually walking to the concession stand, but attempting to take my time, just but still going like the most efficient way to not kind of draw attention to myself and then see what I can... You said if we investigate further, there may be things <laughs> we could investigate but not necessarily perceive. Correct, yeah. Okay, so then I'll try and roll an investigation check or whatever that looks like whenever through my journey there. Okay. Okay. So let's start with that investigation check and then we'll see what happens based on that. Okay, lovely. Hmm. All right, got a 17. A 17, okay. Um, So you're kind of going in and I think you're really keeping your eye on the dealers and tellers that you saw earlier, is that correct? Yes. Okay, that you're able to just like, out of like, the way you're walking is to walk like straight down the middle, essentially to go to the back wall would be the most efficient way. If you don't wanna walk straight down the middle, we can alter the most efficient path. Um, But as you're waking your way back, you see that there's an area on the like back wall, which the concession stand is like up against the back wall and everything that's kind of concealed by the holding all the banners on the back wall that like they have to raise every day to like put up for the representation. Behind some of the banners, it looks like the guy is going behind them and then not coming out immediately. And due to my knowledge as a cleric of being Mm -hmm. in churches, 
but I then know that like that back, there could be a back space within this part of the church, like a vestibule or like where the priests or monks or whoever would get ready that maybe mm -hmm. then would help me note, oh, this could be a small square room. This could be a larger chamber. Yeah, I think uh, like your clerical training isn't really like church clerical, but I think it still is like you would have in your quest to understand humans a bit, tried to see what religion was like before the war, because like now that the war has ended, church is more just worshiping peace than worshiping the deities. But yeah, I think um, you would know that typically now like where the main hall is would have been like the pew area and the altar, which has all been destroyed. That there would typically be a small room behind to hold either relics or preparation. Okay, for not knowing knowledge, thinking mm -hmm. of like Catholic Church growing up, like just a literal small room. It's not that very big. Be, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Nori knowledge translating to whatever that would be. Um. Mm -hmm. Where. Is there a little sitting area at the concession stand, or it's you literally just go up, get you food? You go up, grab it, take it with you. Am I in line, or am I the only one? Um, there'd be, like, a small line, but it's well-staffed enough that the line won't take very long. Okay, well, whatever that time is for me getting into the line versus when I would then be served or asked a question, um, mm -hmm. where I'm at currently, about how many feet is wherever he kind of disappears to at. Um, probably only about 50 or so feet away. Okay, and then within the rest of the investigation check, can I tell if there's anything else like that within the rest of the church area? Yeah, uh, you don't, like, you don't either see any spots going away and, like, combining your investigation with your clerical knowledge, you would think, like, a church of this size would only have needed one back room. I am going to cast Find Traps, mm -hmm. looking at a specific uh, area. So I could tell, like, if we were to go walk in there, mm -hmm. if there's a potential trap within, like, just my field of vision. Okay. And uh, Find Traps is, like, you can see, like, what, 120 feet straight line? It says range is 120 feet. Okay. And then I sense, the, oh, wait, within line of sight. Yes, so sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, so you cast fine traps, and looking at that spot, you don't get the sense of any... Um, you don't feel like there are any traps. Part of it is you'd have to, like, go behind the... Like, go behind the banners and everything to, like, see past it, because now there's something obscuring your line of sight. Um, but combining, like, the essence of your magic and how much you feel from it with your knowledge of churches, you have a feeling that... That small room is much larger than it should be. You can't get any sort of layout from it, but you have a feeling it's much larger than it should be. So not necessarily a trap, but the magical... Or if there's any type of essence coming from it, it's just like um, illusionary magic, so to speak, with it then being larger than what I would expect. More so the like feeling of 120 feet extends further than 50 feet. So, okay. you know there's more passageway behind there than should be. Gotcha. Yep. Okay, um, then I will 
continue going to grab a snack mm -hmm. and order whatever the cheapest, smallest thing is on the menu. Okay. Um. Then while I have another chance in line to then just do a perception check, I can hear yeah, anything around me. Yeah, go ahead. Um. All right. Perception check. Uh, plus six is eighteen. Okay. Um, are you trying to hear things specifically about that, or are you just trying to hear what's going on? I think for now, just hear what's going on. Like, if anyone's noting anything, or just in general. All of the chatter around here is like that. You just got off of work, and you're going for a couple drinks with some friends. Nothing. No one seems to be mentioning anything about, like, the hit tables, and no one seems to be mentioning anything... <laughs> about this happening. So okay. we feel like most of the people in here are pretty safe. It's not like everyone in here is trying to cause some problems. But that, let's okay. move to Cass. What are you doing outside? As Nori went in, um, I was going to take a look around the area and see what, uh, what, like a better term, what I have to work with. Uh, so... Obviously, the church is here. What's the surrounding area look like specifically? Yeah. So across the street, as you could call it, um, again, like the whole city is full of like this rigging and full of just like the whole thing has been built to be able to manage multiple heights. Um, across the street is where you have the vault. They're probably only like a hundred yards or so. No, that's huge. Um, that's like a football field, right? Yeah. Like a hundred yards from each other. And then continuing to look further is where the town hall is off to the side of the vault. Um, the docks would be towards your west. So like you would have seen Frog and Midge walking west like towards the ocean. And then to your south is just where like that, um, that like river that kind of runs into town a little bit is. So everything in town would be in front of or to the sides of you except for like where people are living quote-unquote which is behind um but in front of you directly is the vault okay um just on the side of the building is there any like an alleyways or any like barrels anything i could sort of just sort of like perch on or like sort of blend into to a certain extent yeah there are like alley-ish ways like they were probably originally buildings but now they're gone and like there's just remains of it so you could like pass in there and be off the main street if that's what you're looking to do yeah, I was about to say, I'm going to pass in, yeah, exactly that. Gonna go into the alleyway, sort of make myself look even a little bit more ratty than I already do. So, like, make it look like I am a little bit poor, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, reach, as I get into the alley, reach in, tighten that coin purse again. Just make sure no one's gonna be trying to grab that. And as soon as I get in the alley, uh, blue light's going to emanate from my hand and Quizzle is going to pop onto my shoulder okay. and from there I'm going to have him start climbing the church itself avoiding windows because we're not sure where each of those lead just mm -hmm. sort of getting an idea of the building and if it seems safe like it's not somewhere where people are readily going to be like sort of try to glance in and see like mm -hmm. can we see something that isn't visible from the interior of where we were thing so i'll be switching back and forth between my vision and his 
and that's why I'm behind the barrels, just so as I ragdoll, like I'm just yeah. sort of out of plain sight. Okay. Go ahead, and we'll start with you. Um, go ahead and roll a general stealth check to see how well hidden you are behind that barrel. Natural 20. Great. No fear of being stolen from. You've got full Quizzle vibes. You're doing great. Um, and then go ahead and do perception if you're trying to more of get like a lay of like is there something specifically here that could be missing or investigation if you're like there was something on the inside I wanted to check by going to the outside we'll do perception 15 15? 18 18 okay um, so perception wise you like from the alley are able to like You've been in a lot of buildings. You have done a lot of bartending across the country. You've done a lot of, like, tavern work. And then, like, you used to be part of a force that would look at buildings and try and infiltrate in ways. You would know that, like, there's something about how the road leans up against the building that means that there's something underneath it. Like, even though the building looks like it's just a little small square, the way that the road meets it, it had to have been raised at some point, so there has to be something underneath this building. Okay. Just sort of keeping note of that uh, to update the group, uh, I guess I'm going to just continue to have Quizzle go up building, mm -hmm. and then as he gets to the top, probably switch again, maybe every, let's say, 10-15 minutes, just to see traffic potentially that would be coming in and out of the building that would not be coming from the front specifically mm -hmm. go ahead and for that we'll do specifically investigation so let's have quizzle investigate can i would it still be my intelligence modifier on for quizzle i believe so yeah nine uh i think on a nine you wouldn't see anyone that's not leaving the building from that front area. Um, but I do think you would notice that there, like the amount of people you're expecting to come in is the amount of people going out. So it doesn't feel like there's a big crowd that's suddenly disappearing into it or anything. Um, it seems to be pretty good. All right. And then with that, just going to sort of continue that pattern until something else happens where I would have to bring my attention or I get some type of update from Nori. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, Cassie, you'll be able to just keep that going. And if uh, anything comes up that I'll need you to do a check for, I'll let you know. But for right now, let's move to Frog and your trip with Midge. Um, I think as soon as you're out of earshot, uh, earshot, earshot, Midge is going to say, uh, I, I don't know if you have any siblings or anything, but back home... I have, like, six brothers and sisters, and it's very nice to have someone else who is, uh, I know we're not related, but I feel like we're probably distant related in some way, and it's nice to have company here. So even if, even if, uh, I am confined back to the ship as, as Nori suggested, I'd like to also thank Yi for just being my friend for the last day. Frog says, yeah, it's been nice to have another halfling around. Why did you come here? Well, I was, I was 
the youngest of my siblings, still am. I thank God I'm still with all of them. Um, but I am not the most skilled or the most um, productive of my family. And we were also sort of running out of room in the house for more and more mouths to feed that weren't doing their own. And I thought I would be able to make a quick profit. Well, not quick, but a sizable profit here if I was able to work with a, a kind crew and Captain Dolly, being the kind woman that she is, saw that I was hardworking and took me in to do whatever I needed, and I I thank her for that every day, and I'm just hoping that one day I will be not a respected pirate, I do not believe that is in the cards for me, but a respected person who is able to show the value of, I suppose, the value of piracy, which is a weird thing to say, but I, I think these are mostly kind people that are just trying to continue the lives that they've built from an awful situation that they rose to in the war. And I don't think that should be held against them in the way that many people are trying to do now. I don't think I answered your question, but that's my answer. Frog responds and says, I think that that makes a lot of sense. I'm in a similar situation. My... Father died, and I have two younger siblings to take care of who are only eight and nine years old. So being able to um, find work to do to provide for them is why I'm here. Oh, well, I, I, I'm I, sorry for the passing of your father and presumptively your mother as well. Um, but I'm glad that I'm glad that we can have this companionship. And maybe when we're all well established and have found our roots, we can we can introduce your siblings to mine because I'm sure that they'd be happy to raise a few more. That sounds like a delightful idea. And, uh, as you're like walking, you're having this conversation um, and you make it to the ship. Uh, when you get to the ship, she asks whether or not you're hoping like that Dolly will just have more info or whether or not you're hoping that she'll like be coming with you. Right now I'm looking for more information rather than physical assistance and mostly around uh around this there's raken fellow is that correct yes correct and okay. the gambling hall and uh midge leads you to the back of the ship where there's like a large it looks like an above deck room that's fully sealed in that right above it says dalio tool in a like the same fancy font you see on the sides um, and she goes up and she knocks on the door and she goes, uh, Captain Dolly, it's, it's me, Midge, and, and Miss Frog. Um, we had some information we'd like to share with you. If you weren't, if you weren't too busy, it'd be mighty kind of you to allow us into your quarters and we could maybe talk with you. And you just like hear her go, oh, Frog's there? Nice. And then, uh, Dolly comes over and opens the door and goes, a blessing to see ye again, Frog. How goes it? Frog says, you're looking mighty fine, Miss Dolly. Agreed, but thank you for noticing. What can I do for you today? Um, I would like to talk with you about some new information we have learned. Is there a place we can do this privately? Yeah, that, we'll go in here. And she walks in and kicks everyone out. And as she closes the door, she goes, And just a reminder to you, it's Captain, not Miss. My crew is still on board, and they will not be hearing me mistitled. I am still the captain of my own vessel, and you will also say captain. Thank you. Anyway, what is this information you seek? My apologies, Captain Dolly. Um, we recently learned of Raken, and we're wondering if you have any more information on him than we do, which is basically nothing. 
you see her like kind of like racking her mind for a second trying to see like if the name comes up and she goes yeah i it's a name i've heard before um it was a name that you kind of just hear passed around uh it's not something that like i don't know a raken and i don't know of someone named raken but i do know that they used to be a celebrated uh a celebrated thief in town during the time of the war um they used to be the captain of their own ship in which they were able to um they were better at profiteering than any of the rest of us uh and they stole without regard for who it might be affecting but when we got to land and the war ended um it was thought that they just disappeared as their ship went missing one day and the crew vanished um but if they are back in town um it would not be a surprise to me that they're moving unnoticed or moving without influence is there a is there a reason why this name has come up i take it this is related to the investigation i sent ian about um me little problem Yes, we believe that Reagan is one of the top assassins in the area and maybe working with whoever is trying to put a hit on you. Aye, I see. And you have a lead on who might be trying to put a hit on me? Not yet. We are working on that currently. We also were wondering if you knew anything of any secret meeting areas at the gambling hall. Uh, I I know of a secret meeting. Um, if you go into the back, there is a passageway that will lead you underground. Um, it's not not known of, but it is a spot that um, many many uh, affairs have been conducted, both business and personal. Uh, and it's a spot that people who know about it know about it, and people who are not maybe the highest ranking are not privy to the knowledge that the church had a basement. Frog asks if she knows anything about the process or the teller where they might keep information of, like, hits. Uh, she's like, uh, you think if I had that information, I would <laughs> be paying you and your friends 750 gold total to find that? No. I am a kind woman. I am a woman of the people. I am not a woman putting out hits on others, nor to be my crew. Uh, so no, we do not... If any of them do, I will need to have words spoken to them. But no, we are, as a crew, not engaging in this sort of assassination that you speak. Never know. I just thought maybe you could have heard some rumors. I mean, I would assume I know as well, because I'm amazing. However, in this regard, I do not. Uh, Frog says, that's all I have for you now. Um, we're trying our best to get you some more information. Okay. And you wanted to personally walk here just to tell me you had little updates? Well, I did ask some questions. You did? Is there a reason you came? <laughs> Why, of course, to see you. Ah, okay. Well, if this goes well, this might not be the last time we be seeing each other. You can keep Midge on retainer, or if you need and have more information that would pull me away from me crew for their own safety or mine, I would be glad to join ye, Miss Frog. 
in whatever you need be. Shrug uh, responds, gives her a little bit of a bow, and says, Thank you, Captain Dolly. Um, I will be seeing you soon. And then okay. scatters away with Edge. <laughs> okay, cool. So are you and Midge heading back to the hall? Yes, to update with information. Nice. By the time you all get back, uh, Cass and Nori, you would have had probably like half an hour in there. Um, is there anything you would have done to meet up? Is there anything you would have done knowing what you know, not from this conversation, but just from the two of you that you want to have done before Midge and Frog return? Um, I think I would have taken my snack. Mm -hmm. I went to go exchange money again to then just go sit at the table. Like, it, for story purposes, I don't care. I'm going to just bet one at a time and mainly want to see or go sit back at the same table we were at before and again just perceive um as much as i can about the table the people any type of conversation um maybe count how many people go to the teller and exchange the fake coins and leave okay so you're just kind of trying to keep an eye out to see how many times the process you saw earlier repeats itself. Yeah, and also just try and hear any information that would okay. be different than just what we heard before. Expedite it to see. I'm going to roll to see how many times that would have happened, and then you can perceive based off of that. Yeah. Okay. So I rolled a d4 and I got a 2. So in the like half hour that you're just sitting playing your game, um, you would notice that same pattern repeat itself two more times. Uh, they don't seem to be, like, all from the same crew. They don't seem to be all from the same, like, population of any kind. Um, the people seem relatively unrelated, but you do know that it's not... Like, you're now realizing that even though most people here aren't here for this purpose, enough people knew that today this happened here for them to come through. Okay, um, and can I perceive, like... Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Jackets? people's like, jackets yeah if we were able to take what Cass had said and did a deduce the same thing in terms of like longer jackets equal higher up potentially mm -hmm. right um like maybe what length jackets they were these all of the people seem to be low level jackets okay okay um and do I hear anything conversations that are going on uh go ahead and make two perception checks and we'll see what you hear for each of them one for each person um first roll is a 22 second roll is a 24 okay damn you're perceptive uh on the first one i'll say that you don't really hear much more than the what you knew from the first one because you haven't really rolled like, it didn't pass that threshold from earlier that I remember. Um, on the second one, you see that there's a guy who's looking about, like, between, like, 18 to 21. Like, even for, like, these people looks a little bit on the younger side, who seems kind of unnerved and, like, a little upset. Um, wearing a deep red-colored jacket, 
Fu, you can hear him talking and you kind of see his handwriting. Looks like he's trying to put a hit in on Kelly Greenbrick and he takes the thing up to the people. Okay, okay. Um, I'll finish out. How long were we there before? Sitting at the table physically, would you say? Like the first time that we're here? Yeah, the whole party. Like two minutes. And that feels short. Like ten minutes. Okay, whatever time that it took for me to get to the concession stand to then get here hmm. in that 30 minutes, I'll spend the remainder there. Hmm. And then head back out to check on Cass since I haven't heard anything or seen Quizzle. Okay. And since you're doing one at a time, go ahead and just roll a d12. We'll see how many rounds you win. Um, oh, goodness. The one d20, but not. Okay. Yeah. 11. Yeah, so you'd be able to, like, make back, like, it'd be 15 silver or a gold and a half if you go to cash okay. out before seeing Cass and Quizzle. Uh, Cass, anything you've been doing other than sentry duty in this time? Have you spent the whole thing switching back and forth? Or at one point did you decide, okay, I want to go check on Nori? Um, yeah, so it'd be pretty much, you said they were in there for about 30 minutes total before Frog would have been coming back, yeah? Yeah. And yeah, I probably would have gotten through two full rotations, just sort of being like, okay, not seeing anything different than what's already been discussed. Then I probably would have started heading, having Quizzle stand by the door trying to get in, but like not gonna force him in. Like if he can get in, cool. If not, and it seems timing wise, that's when it would have lined up when Nori was leaving. Okay. I will say if you want Quizzle to be in, those uh, windows have all the stained glass shattered out, so he could have climbed in through a window. Right. Um,. Yeah, I'll actually, I will have him go in and just perch on the window, like, try to be in the corner to where he's mm -hmm. not going to be seen too readily. If he is, just have him run. But just have him, like, perch there, just keeping an eye on that situation and sort of seeing that there's nothing concerning going on. Okay, and then when Nori comes back is when you'll meet up then. Okay, so yeah, all three of you would have been including Midge, so all four, uh, will reconvene in within like a minute or two of Nori heading outside. Um, and you can all share whatever you'd like to share. Um, Frog will go ahead and share <clears throat> that she didn't really gather all that much information. Um, I wound up not learning much new about Raken. He apparently, before the war, was a very well-known thief and captain of a ship um, and stole lots and lots uh, until the and then the war ended and he wound up disappearing. So now that he's back, I don't know what that means. Um, but and then as far as any secret areas in the gambling hall, all I learned is that there's a basement where there may or may not be some sketchy things happening. Um, following that, Nori will say, well, I went to go get just a little snack. I also saw something similar, or perceived something similar behind the flags on the wall. So that's kind of where, then my cleric knowledge, like a little back area of the church would be to prepare some of the things that they 
use in their ceremonies or their church stuff. But when I ran or cast, sorry, find traps, it seemed like the room was longer than what I would have thought just with my knowledge. So I think that that kind of tracks. And then I also noted, I played another round and there was a young guy with a red coat who seemed to be writing down the Greenbeck's name. Yes, her name as down as a hit and he went to go hand it in to the teller. So it seems like these good doers of uh, piratry maybe are kind of the targets. Um, but then turned to Midge and kind of asked, do you potentially know who the red coats or what red coats are associated with like what um, piratry area? I, if it was a, a really like light red color, then that would be uh, Captain Nathaniel's crew. They're a small up and coming crew who um, they, they aren't old by any means, but they're not new. They've been around maybe five or so years and are starting to make enough of a wave to be respected. If it was like a darker red color, that would probably be uh, the crew of Captain Gillian. And I would have perceived what color? The darker red. Okay, so well, with that information, it was definitely from Gillian's crew. So not saying that obviously A equals B, however, it might be ones to keep kind of an eye out for um, in terms of maybe who put the hit out on Captain Dolly. That's kind of what I found. How about you, Cass? Um, as Nori leaves, Quizzle just sort of runs back out the window and gets onto my shoulder. Just give him like a few little pets under the chin for being a boy. Um, Nori's going to try and pet Quizzle too. Reluctant at first, I'll let Quizzle down. Um, and while she's now playing with the squirrel, uh, just sort of relay what I found that it seems all of our findings are a little bit interconnected based on Quizzle's uh, sort of reconnaissance. I agree there is a basement in the church, which sort of ties to what uh, Frog found from her investigation and potentially what Nori found. So from there, just talking to the groups, like I feel like our best option would be to try to get into this tunnel slash basement area that we found out about, or follow the person, Nori, you brought up, um, potentially Gillian's crew, and see if that can lead us somewhere. What time of the day is it at this point? One. It's still relatively early. We still have time in the day to where I'm not pressed to time to get back to the vault if we are wanting to still go that route. It seems like this may be a better lead than what we could be getting in there at the moment. What's everyone comfortable with? Also, welcome back, Midge and Frog. But, uh, you guys made it safe, and is no are you still playing with the squirrel? Yes, I'm still playing, but I'm listening. Like, uh, I'm a movie. There's one movie, but that's fine. We can ignore that comment. Um... So are you saying we should follow the Ogillian crew member or we should stay here? 
Sorry, my brain didn't compute, completely compute that. Those are the two options. My concern is if we stay here, I'd like to try to get into that basement area. Because that sort of seems to be where frogs lead and what I found point to. I don't, I did not find an entrance to it. I just know there's something down there. So unless we have a way to get down there without going into the building specifically, like from the front entrance. Oh. I'm not sure what else we can do. Well, can we, with our current knowledge of what I got gathered from the church and what they gathered, go to generally where we think the location of that entrance in the church would be, but on the backside, and see if we can perceive anything like a trap door or um, uh, escape route, so to speak, if something were to happen, mm -hmm. and just investigate that area. And then afterwards, I would suggest maybe like Quizzle stay here and then perceive if that guy leaves and we follow that guy. Mm -hmm. So first step, see if there is a back door. Second step, follow kid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who wants to be the one checking if there's a back door? If it's... We'll have one person roll investigation and someone can give the help action. And then also, like, any other boons you want to give. I can do the help because I can't investigate for shit. Frog can probably check it out. And as they're going around the back of the building, correct? Yeah. I'll stay where I am and just put like Quizzle on the top of the building, just so if I do need to switch, I can. But as they leave, I'm just going to uh, pat um, Frog on the back as they're going and cast Guidance for whatever she's trying to do back there. Okay. So Frog, go ahead and roll an investigation check at advantage and add a d4. Oh, okay. While Frog is doing that, if I also cast Guidance at any point, and Cast does too, they get 2d4? The stronger one wins out, but even though Guidance doesn't scale, it'll just be, like, the winner. So. <clears throat> 22. 22, nice. Uh, you go around to the back, and you see um, it kind of lines up with what uh, they're expecting. Like, there is a small back room, um, Cast would have told you like about how like raising it indicates like stairs or something uh you see that there is like a basement staircase in the room like just peeking and you can see that there's a staircase going down and then also on a 22 you would find like the backmost wall of the small room is able to be like pushed in a certain pattern and like turn it open to be like a back passageway uh when you turn it the exterior wall goes to the inside and the interior wall comes to the back side and it looks like it's a it's got like a skull and crossbones on it with both of the eyes and the socket being missing um but just being magically attuned as you are it looks like there's something magical about this go ahead and roll me an arcana check please guidance yes i'm going to add a d4 for nori's guidance okay just two 22 again 22 yeah. again. Nice. On your arcana. Um, you are looking at the uh, wall here, looking at the thing, um, and you get a feeling that there's a bit of conjuration magic off of it, specifically if you were able to complete the sigil, which you assume is the skull and crossbones, that there could be some teleport magic associated with this symbol. 
Okay. Um, do I notice anything else? I mean, that's a lot. But yeah, I know. I just before. <laughs> no. No, I just wanted to know before heading back to the front to share my findings. No. no. Okay. Um, Frog will head back around the building and share those details with with everyone. Cassim I think everyone's still up there. Yeah. Yeah. Cassim Midra up there. Uh, Nori went with you, but yeah. Yeah. Nice. So then, does that mean we have to complete the sigil in order to get in, or do we just think that's like an added component of the door? You would have thought it was an added component, like oh. you, like you were able to figure out, uh, Frog, how to like revolve the door by yourself. You feel like anyone can do that. The teleportation you need to complete the eye sockets of the skull in order to do. Well, uh, Cass, I think we found our way in. Yep. So, are we wanting to... So, we found two things, it sounds like. We can open the door, and, it sounds like from your description of this, we could potentially teleport to somewhere we have no idea where this goes. That sounds right, everybody? Um, okay, so if that's the case, we can... The safer bet, in my opinion, would be... Uh, you have to just go through the door. We could gamble and do the teleportation. My concern is we have no idea where that goes or who it's going to. Yeah, I thought we go through the door. Let's go through the door. Woo! And I won't. I will. I'll do. I'll do a little. So it won't be that loud to draw attention. Okay. Frog starts heading back around the building. Okay. I'm going to do one more quick switch with uh, Quizzle before I head back, just uh, seeing if said person has left yet that uh, we were made aware of. Uh, they are, like, grabbing one last thing from the concession, and then they're heading out the front, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm. You guys head back. Don't just stand by the door, but head back there really quick. I'm going to wait just a minute or two. I sort of want to see where this person's going and then uh looking at nori nori you said it was a dark red coat yes like a crimson red and before she leaves i'm just gonna like have her glance through the window being like point at which one not suspicious okay and then i'm just gonna wait until he leaves and just get a general direction of where he's going not gonna mm -hmm. like tail him just i want to see which direction from this building he's leaving to okay um Nice. We'll start with that. Uh, Cass, as he's going, he's going to try and stealth away unseen. Go ahead and make a perception or investigation check. You'd... Never mind. You got a five total. He's not stealthy. Uh, so you can see, like, it. we're going to express it, because we already said he's a little anxious and concerned about what he's doing. You need to see him try and, like, blend in, but to the point where, like, you're trying to blend in so much it becomes exceedingly obvious that you are not supposed to be doing what you're doing. Um, and you see him walk to the town hall and then slip inside. Okay. Alright, and then with that I'm just going to sort of hustle and get back with the group to see where we're at with the whole door situation. Okay. And then you all want to enter from the back door, is that correct? Yes. Okay. 
And what are you doing as you walk in? Are you going to try and go back into the main building, or are you going to try and go downstairs? Is it a door that's, like, literally big enough for, obviously, maybe me, but, like, a cast or frog? Yeah, it's like the whole back wall rotates in and out. Oh, okay. Um, I think Frog and I should go in together, if it's, like, wide enough for us to get in, even Midge. Yeah, it's, you guys could go in together, yeah. And then maybe we all, like, freeze and do a perception check. Okay. Go ahead. Am I still outside then, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. Midge got a one. Ooh. I got a solid eight. Got a six. Cool. Uh, if there was anything hidden in this room, you all don't notice it. Uh, what you do notice in the room, though, is that uh, lining up with what Nora you assume is the door going through the other way that was hidden behind the tarps and fabrics and all, that door is there. Um, there are some barrels containing like backup snacks, backup wines, backup L's, as well as like just containers of chips, like the gambling chips. And then there's that staircase down that you are able to have Frog see through the window. And Cass, we'll say at that point you could probably enter in with them. Well, I vote we just go down the stairs. Yep. To the downstairs. Downstairs. There is a door at the bottom. Can we determine our uh, walking order? Yeah. Who's going first? I can perceive... You like it until I ask you that question, and then you make a face, Kate. Because <laughs> I don't want to admit that I probably should go first, because I can perceive pretty well, except for that roll. Midge, Midge will volunteer to go first. She's like, if there, if the door is locked, I, I have a sense that you all might not be good at undoing locked doors, and I'm, I don't consider myself great, but I, I can give it a try. Sure, and then I can be right behind Midge. Okay. Frog will follow. I'll, I'll bring out the rear. Um, can I, as a cleric, put a spell on hold? Or, like, I want to cast a spell? I don't, sorry. I don't know if I'm wording it correctly. Like, you want to hold, a, like, hold, prepare an action for something to happen? Yes, thank you. Yep. Can I do that with a spell? What's, yeah, you can do it with a spell. What are you trying to use? Um, oh, sorry. I will use my spiritual, just kidding. No, I'll use Guiding Bolt. Uh, and just know that in this case, like, you would have to establish what your, like, what the trigger is. So, like, if you just say, like, I open the door and someone's there, and then you open the door and it goes off. And if the conditions aren't met, you still waste the spell slot. So. Oh, fudge nuts. Okay, never mind. I will just take my hand axe and, or put my hand on my hand axe. Okay. Just in case something, like, happens as we walk down the stair stairs. Oh, you had a warhammer. What happened to that? I do. However, if I need to throw my hand axe, I Got feel it. better okay. about losing that than my warhammer. That's fair. I didn't realize you had the hand axe. That's why I was confused. End up attacking if someone like does attack us. I don't want to go in like this. I'll just okay. My hand axe. Got it. And a reminder: we're in an audio medium, so holding your hand up to the sky and saying "attack like this" not perceived by anyone not on this call. Uh, Midge is gonna roll. Anyone gonna do anything to try and assist Midge? Yes, guidance. Okay, Midge will roll. Midge gets a d4. 
Let's see. Midge. Midge, you gotta stop sucking. With guidance, Midge got a five. Um, oh, Midge. Midge got a three plus two, and Midge has no modifiers. Uh, what? What did Midge roll? She rolled a three, oh. and then a two on the d4. She was rolling sleight of hand. Oh, man, I'm not very dexterous. I mean, I can try. I mean, let me say what happens first, and then we'll get to it. Right. Uh, so Midge goes down and, like, presses on the door and tries to see if it's locked, and she gets the feeling that it is locked. Uh, she tries to put her little, like, lock pick tools that she has in, and she's like, I I recently learned knots very well. Um, I've not yet gotten to lock picking, but I feel like the skills are transferable because they're both using my hands to do little things. So I think I gotta do... And then her lock pick breaks off in the door. And she goes, oh... Mid, okay. And, like, you can see that, like, it's broken, it's not jamming the lock, but her one set of Eve's tools lock picks are gone. Um, and she, like, has to, like, dig it out with it, which you don't feel compromises the lock at all. Uh, but she is making a lot of sound at the door. On that, though, you don't hear anyone on the other side, like, freaking out about that. So either people are on the other side aware you all are trying to get in and so they're staying quiet, or nobody is there, um... Ugg will pat Midge on the back and say, It's okay, Midge. We'll get there. And... Quizzle slide through the door and open it for us? How how big of a space is there under the door? Uh, I'd say it's probably like a two-inch gap under the door. No. Quizzle's a little bit too big. How about Mage yeah. I believe you can cast Mage Hand on the other side of the door. Yeah, you can. Um, yeah, I'll try that, assuming that the lock mechanism is going to be similar to what we've seen just throughout the area. That'll probably be right close to the handle, nothing too complicated, and try to yeah. get that, get it from there. Yeah, based off of where Midge was trying to lock pick, you know that the lock is pretty similar to the handle. Uh, yeah, you're able to mage hand over, like, through there, uh, like, getting down, looking under the door, and casting it into there. Um, and then the hand opens the lock for you. The door would weigh too much for it to open the door, but you hear, like, the click of the lock coming undone. Right. We should be good to go. Um, with that, I'm going to just quietly go back up the stairs while they're getting ready, and just take a quick look around the corner to see if anyone is coming from the noise that was made. Mm -hmm. uh, no one passing through. Uh, you get the feeling that this is a this room is really like just storage or use. It's not supposed to be a public area. No one's coming through. All right, let's do onward and forward. And nice. Uh, maybe open the door. Did you say you're opening the door or you're having Midge open the door? I was going to tap Midge to open the door. Okay. Midge goes, I can do it. And she opens the door. The door opens. She walks in. Uh, inside, it's dark. It's not lit by anything. Um, it's got a lot of barrels similar to upstairs that had the like goods inside of them or the chips that they use. Um, go ahead and everyone make an investigation check if you're looking for anything specific at disadvantage because the room is dark unless you want to light up the room in any way. Mm. Doesn't I'm just Cass gonna, have like, something? 
I'm gonna just sort of whisper to the group, do we want lights really quick? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's hard. Um, I'll use dancing lights to okay. generate, I believe it's four orbs of light that I can sort of control. I need to concentrate on it, though, so you guys will need to do the investigation, but I'm just going to sort of quick cast them into the four corners, which should illuminate enough area for us to see. You can still do your investigation check while concentrating. Oh, okay, then. Yeah, you yeah, just can't cast okay. another concentration spell, and if you took damage, there'd be a chance it would break. Okay, so investigation? Yep. Eleven. Thirteen. Fifteen. Fifteen, okay. Uh, so we got 11, 13, 15. Nice. Uh, the 13 and the 15, you would both... Most of the barrels in here look unimportant. They all look the same. Uh, you would see that there is one that doesn't look dusty in the same way that the rest of them are like covered in dust from not being moved. And upon looking at it, if you like slide the exterior skin of the barrel up a little bit, it has the same symbol as the notes you've been receiving slash investigating on. Uh, and if you crack it open, you would see it full of those fake coins. Um, Frog would like to pick one up and investigate it, look at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's got the same weight and feel as the chips you were playing with earlier, and it's just like almost imperceptible, the slot on there that you'd have to fit it into. And there's nothing else in this room but barrels? Nothing that you find, nope. Can we investigate the walls specifically and see if there's any, like, loose bricks yeah. or anything? Yeah, make another investigation check. 22. Frog, real quick. Yeah, uh, Frog, on your 22, you are able to, like, get into full, like, I'm looking for things, investigation mode. Um, checking the walls, you see that there's a couple of loose bricks very similar to this morning that like, when you pull them out, don't seem to have anything behind them currently, but you can see that they are cleaned out. Like they're not, like they should be a lot older. So these are in use, in rotation, these holes in the wall, but none of them currently maintain anything. Um, and I think you'd see like scratch marks on the floor indicating where things have been pulled from the side to like make meeting spots in the middle. Dolly told you that like people will meet up down here if they're trying to be unseen. Um, so you can see like the track record of like certain barrels are pulled. It doesn't look like this barrel has to be moved, this barrel has to be moved, but you can see that like things are being scraped into the middle. Um, and you know that there are a lot of spots where things could have been hidden, but right now you're clear, which I think would lead you to believe that the person hiding stuff either isn't using it today, or is actively using the thing they're trying to use. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Frog will share this with the class. Okay. Is there anything to perceive? Like, if that makes any sense, like, would there be a point for me to roll a perception check? Yeah, I was actually going to ask all of you to roll a perception check. So, if you want to do that, go ahead. Lovely. That one. That one. Seventeen. Seventeen and? Seventeen. Seventeen. Let's see what you're trying to beat. Okay. Wow. You are 
not doing your job, sir. Um, you see coming down the stairs as like Frog is directing your attentions that like the wall closed up again and someone walks out of the skull portal and it like sees you all down and is coming down the stairs and was going to try and get a little wee stab stab in on Frog. Um, but rolled an eight as their combined stealth. And so Frog, you don't notice. It's the other two do. Uh, go ahead. If you have anything you want to do quickly, go ahead. And otherwise we're going to roll initiative. No, I'll just roll initiative. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen. Fourteen. Fourteen. Thirteen. Nice. And what's your dex mod, Dan? Two. Okay. And Midge gets a... Fifteen. Nice. So, Nori, you got the fifteen? Yeah. It'll go Nori, Midge, Frog... Friend. Yes. So, Nori, you're up first, uh, seeing what looks like, like coming out of the wall, you see a tiefling man um, that has like a deep purple skin tone that's wrapped in a lot of like color shifting bandages that seem to be some sort of like magical disguise that if they needed to, they could change their appearance at will, as well as a long black coat, uh, cloak that is not dissimilar to the one that like the city officials are wearing but it's made of a different material. Um, but it's like a long black cloak in terms of their appearance. Right now, they have that purple skin. Uh, they have a very refined face that's very like pulled back. They look very old. And then they have like glowing silver hair that comes down to their shoulders and like two very pointy tiefling horns. And in their hand, they're currently holding a dagger that was intended for Frog, but they were caught. What would you like to do? Hmm. Um. Okay, I think I'm first going to run up to him and attack him with my war hammer. Okay, go ahead. I just roll a straight d20, correct? To attack, yep. And then using your war hammer, you add that proficiency plus strength, so add a plus six to the roll. Do this roll. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, 19. 19 hits. Go ahead and roll damage. And damage is just 1d8 or 1d8 plus that 6 as well. Plus 4. Plus 4. Okay. Because it should be strength, not proficiency, correct? Yep. Ah, okay. I need to change that. Um, 6 plus 4 is 10. 10. Okay, nice. Um,. They take a bit of damage. As they're hit, no sound comes from them at all. Like, they get hit with a pretty devastating attack, and you see no expression change, no sound come out. It's like you hit an inanimate object. Uh, Midge is up next. Midge, we did say, was close to stairs. Which means Midge would be close to Frog and close to the attacker. So Midge is going to try and Defend their friend, and Midge is going to roll to attack. Let's see, Midge. Midge got a hit. Midge got a 16, so Midge hits, and Midge does 7 damage. 
Shut Midge. You see Midge pulls out her scimitar and is like, Not my friend! You won't hit my friend! And just stabs this guy in the back. And again, brick wall of silence. No reaction to it, but he gets hit. Frog, you are up. Um, we're gonna go for some firebolt. Does the 18 hit? 18 does hit, yep. Okay, then... Oh, wow, a 10. Nice. You are all rolling high damage. Good job. Um, it's turn. Our friend's turn. Uh, you see, just with, like, that unfeeling look in its eyes, um, he prepares his dagger, and in one hand is going to just do a dagger attack on you, uh, frog. And yeah. he will get a 10 plus, plus 5. So 15, what's your armor class? Uh, 12. Oh, okay. So you'll take 5 points of piercing damage with the dagger. Okay. And then he, on the offhand, is holding a scimitar that is going to go for you as well. And he only gets a 8, so that doesn't hit you. Uh, but then on the backswing is going to try and hit Midge. And that does hit Midge. So Midge will take... Midge will take 8 damage. And uh, looks like she went from full goodness to ready to bleed out in a single attack. Uh, Cass, it's your turn. Um, how far away am I from what's going on exactly? The whole basement is only 20 by 20, including, like, the barrels, so it's, like, the movable room is only, like, 15-15. So, within range, like, if you take five steps forward, you'll be in melee range, or right now you're, like, 10 to 15 feet away for not melee range. Okay, so I'm going to go up and get between um, whoever this is and Mm -hmm. Midge specifically, seeing that she just took pretty big damage there. And uh, I'm going to use my quarter staff in one hand, but prior mm-hmm. to doing that, I'm going to use Shillelagh, which mm-hmm. is just a cantrip that takes a bonus action. Okay. And that will switch the damage die on this and let me use my charisma modifier on the damage if hit as well. Yep. So. Ten. It's like one zero. Okay, that misses. That's what. That's what I thought. And then, yeah. um, sort of like after, like while I'm swinging, just sort of like look at everybody and be like, trying to tell them, like, guys, we got to be quiet. Okay, that goes back around to you, Nori. Um, seeing Midge looking in pain. Mm-hmm. Getting really angry about it because I really, really like her. I'm going to look at the man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to whisper, You fucking touch my friend again. And I am going to do Toll the Dead. And he has to succeed on a wisdom saving throw, which means that my number, I think, is 14. And he has a 9 with plus 0 to wisdom. So go ahead and roll that d12. Okay, the target is missing. Oh, sorry. Never mind. You just told me. Yep. Ignore my <laughs> thought. What is your problem, sir? 
I like that every time we cast Toll the Dead, we have the same conversation. And I think I'm going to keep leaving it in every time, just for the fun of it. Uh, what did you get? It's 11 points of damage. Not a bad attack. Congrats. <laughs> cool. Um, that is Midge. Midge realizes that Midge is in over Midge's head, um, but is also smart enough to know that running away means she might die. Uh, so she is going to try once more to attack, and she fails by a lot. Midge knows that she's bleeding out. Uh, so Midge is just laying, not laying there, she's still standing. Like, you can see, like, she's holding a huge slash against her chest, and you can see, like, she, her, she's trying to, like, hold the blood inside as it's coming out. Frog, what would you like to do? Um, Frog is gonna back up. Okay. Does that provoke an opportunity attack? Um, yes. Since I'm not going were... toward it? Uh, Even though I'm not going toward it? It's if you move out of their range. And you're oh. both within range of each other. Yeah. Um... Which so I should have had you make firebolt a firebolt at disadvantage, but that's on me, so I don't care. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll go ahead and try to scoot back some. Okay. Um. He hits you with his scimitar and does a seven damage, but then you still get to take your turn. Um. I'm gonna try some ice knife here. Okay. So that will hit Midge if you hit him. <clears throat> we can't kill Midge. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Um. Ugh. We'll do some firebolt again. Net twenty plus five. Twenty-five. Yeah, and that twenty hits always. Go ahead and roll two d ten. Two d ten. At an eight. Okay. And a three. Nice. You see, he's starting to look a little hurt. Um, it's back around to his turn. Um, he's going to use the offhand attack on Midge with the dagger. And he hits. And he does three damage, which is not enough to down Midge. So he is oh. going to use the first scimitar attack on Midge. It's again. Midge is unconscious and bleeding out. And then use the last attack on you. Oh no, you moved out of range. Um, yes. Yeah, with Midge down, he's going to take five feet forward, get back in your melee range, and then try and attack you. And he... Oh wait, no. Hey, you're... Hey, uh, yeah. Nori's there. You'd get an opportunity attack if he did that. He's going to hit you instead. Oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, does a 19 hit you? Ah, uh, yeah. You take... Um, seven points of damage. Well, that's not bad. Okay. Uh, and then we're back around to Cass. Okay. Um, seeing that Midge is down, I'm going to turn to her and try to stabilize her. Okay. Go to make a medicine check. That's wisdom, right? So, 18. Yeah, she's stable. Okay. You that... stabilize it. She looks up and goes, Mr. Cass, thank you. I, I will live to see another day. As she comes back 
to consciousness. I'm just going to tell her, like, don't run, but get out of range. Like, stay behind me, like, five, ten feet, if possible. Um, yeah, that's all I can do, I would assume, yeah. Yeah, that'd be your actions, unless you got any bonus actions on you. Um, no, no, but he, uh, whoever this is, moved forward, correct? They didn't end up moving because Nori was still within range. Gotcha. Can I shift around to be behind him? So in between the stairwell and him then? Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to do that. Actually, okay. no, I'm not going to do that. Nope, I'm going to stay where I am so Mitch doesn't die. Okay. Nori, you're up. Mm. How hurt does he look? Um, he looks like he's taken a few hits, but doesn't seem like they're bothering him much yet. I'm gonna attack him with my war hammer again. Okay. Uh, 18 to hit. And then he will take 10 points of damage again. He's starting to look pained. Um, Midge is up uh, with pass you between Midge and the attacker. Uh, Midge is going to try and run out a little bit. Uh, she does. She's able to make it like to the staircase and she's going to use half of her movement to get up, but her movement is 30 and she's able to get there even with half movement. And then she's going to try and fire a crossbow bolt at him and says, even if I'm down, I'm not out. You can't take me, my friends. And she misses. So. Uh, oh, that's Midge. Frog. Ugh. Um, Frog is going to cast Chill Touch. 24. That hits. Seven damage. Seven damage. Nice. And it's necrotic damage, and he can't heal until the start of your next turn, right? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, Cass, you see it make eye contact with you, and you just hear in your mind... How stupid to die for one's friend. And then it's going to try and use all three attacks against you. First one is a 16. Edit. Okay. The second one is a 19, so that hits. So two scimitar swings coming at you. Doing uh, 16 points of slashing damage. And okay. then um, is going to throw its dagger at Midge. And it gets a nat 20. Midge is back down. Midge isn't dead. Midge is just back down. Um, he no longer has his dagger, so now he can't have all three attacks. So that's fun. Um, Cass, you're back up. Alright. Um, seeing literally after I turn around for Midge, Midge going back down, I'm going to just go on the offensive using my bonus action i'm going to cast hex on this guy okay uh so that's just an extra 1d6 um i'm gonna take wisdom that it would have disadvantage on saving throws for okay. um, and then with that i'm going to attack with the quarter staff again okay. uh 24. that hits Okay, so, and that becomes, sorry, I gotta find the right money here, not that. Mm -hmm. it's, so it's I that. think it's a D8 with Jalili, right? Yeah, it becomes a D8 plus charisma modifier instead. Yep. It's a D8 plus a D6, correct? For Hex now? 
Uh, the charisma modifier is just like your plus four to charisma. Plus four, yes, but no, then you got the extra d6 for hex. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you have... Okay, five and nine damage. Nine total? Yeah. Okay. Um, if I wanted to use spiritual weapon... That can count as my action, and I still have a bonus action. It's just a bonus action to move it. Backwards. Casting spiritual weapon is a bonus action. And, and then you'd can... still have your action. Uh, okay. Um, your spell casting ability modifier. And on the first, uh, the first thing of spiritual weapon, you get an attack with it as long as the enemy is within range. Even as my bonus action, and then I can take another action to attack it again? Not with a spell, but yes. Like, you can bonus action, summon, and hit spiritual weapon, and then use your action to either cast a cantrip or attack. Okay. I'm gonna do that. So, I'm gonna use my bonus action to summon my spiritual weapon, which gotcha. is a golden pinecone, and <laughs> uh, it's the um, sides of the pinecone are um, going to be little spikes. Uh, that is a nat 20, so 26. Nice. So go ahead and roll 2d8 plus your 4 for your uh, wisdom. Okay. 2d8 plus 4. Alright, so I got a 6 and 7, which is 13, plus 4, which is 17. 17. This man is looking hurt. Okay, so then um, I can still attack. Yep, you can take your attack action okay so then i'm going to use my warhammer one more time mm -hmm. and scream a resounding 15 15 yes he takes his scimitar and holds it up and blocks your attack from hitting but i would like to be screaming quietly okay you quietly scream and as you go to hit him you see that he razor sharp uses a reaction to hold a scimitar up and block you from hitting him. Okay, but it that doesn't happen huh? on me. It doesn't hit you, it just stops you from hitting him. Midge is going to roll her first death saving throw. Oh, Midge. And Midge gets a two. That is one fail for Midge. <laughs> no, Midge! Frog, you are up. Okay, Frog is going to cast um, some magic missile here. Okay. So that automatically, automatically hits, correct? It automatically just... hits, yep. We got a three. Okay. Plus. Second dart is another three. Okay. And. Third one is a four. The three, three, four is ten. Mm -hmm. Plus three for each one, because it's 24 plus one is 13 total, right? No, I added the plus one. Oh, okay. So it's only. Ten. Ten total? Mm hmm. Nice. That is still enough. Paints us a picture of what it looks like as you use magical daggers to just end this man's life. Um, I aim the daggers at his two eyes and his chest, so mm -hmm. they all fly at him together and land in the two eyes and the chest, just like how he had to teleport here. Um, so yeah, and then he falls down. Very nice. Oh. And he is dead. Uh yeah as you do that especially as you target the eyes you see as you hit them um 
like your missiles seem to go straight into his eye sockets and crush them, but at the same time, two magical eyes seem to roll out, and there are two obsidian orbs that roll out of his eyes. His eyes are still in, but there's now two orbs on the ground, and he is lying there dead. We are out of initiative, but Midge is still bleeding. So I am going to go and tap my hand on her, and first do spare the dying. Okay. And then I am then going to do cure wounds because okay. spare the dying stabilizes her to zero, and then cure wounds, I'll do that. Great. Um, five. Okay, and that's plus your modifiers and everything. Yeah. Okay, so she has five points back. Little Midge, like, you see, like, the wound seal itself up. She's still lost a lot of blood, um, but she is about half health looking. Um, and yeah, I think that is where we'll end for tonight. I'd like to thank you all for playing. I'd like to thank you all for listening. Um, a reminder again that we have, well, right now, lots of faces at me that I can't wait to discuss after the episode. Um, but... <laughs> There are a lot of ways that you can get in contact with us. We have our Gmail, which is helpactionneeded at gmail.com. All one word, no spaces, as well as our Help Action Needed Instagram account. Um, and we'd ask that if you're enjoying the show, or if you're not enjoying the show, but especially if you are enjoying the show, to re- uh, rate, review, share the podcast, um, let other people be aware of it. Uh, it would really help us out to know what you all are thinking. Um, thank you again for playing. Thank you listeners for listening and, uh, goodbye.